This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Shoot Mania. Shoot Mania is a fast-paced FPS where players are on the main stage. You decide what to play and how to play it. With a wide variety of maps and gaming modes, Shoot Mania offers endless challenging experiences. Battle one-on-one, create a team, or participate in a tournament. It's easy to play but hard to master. Get started today at ShootMania.com. This episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere, on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Roosterteeth. That's HuluPlus.com slash Roosterteeth. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the patch. Gus, Bernie, and Jack this week. Patch. Here to talk about video games. You're clean shaven. Look at you. Mind? I shave every now and then. I got makeup on. How clean is that? Huh? When do you shave? This morning. Okay. You got some some shadow already. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's because I'm so fucking pale and my hair is so dark. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You're You're like a cartoon character. Like, you, like, shave and it just grows in behind it. Yeah. It's, uh... Nice. Yeah. When, when, how old were you when you first started shaving? I had to first start shaving when I was 14. Wow. Jesus, really? I think I was 20. Really? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I got through most I, of high school. I got sent home from high school because I needed to shave. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have like a catfish mustache? Yeah. <laughs> I look like, uh, what's his name, Snoopy's brother from the desert. <laughs> you know, talking about like the wispy mustache, that fucking hat. That's what I look like. Oh. So what's up, man? I, I've been on, Busy week. I haven't been on this thing in a while. It was last time I was on here. Was What was it called before... Rooster like, Teeth Game Hour? The, yeah, I was, the, I was in the second Rooster Teeth Game Hour. It was called the Patch by then, wasn't it? No, no, I was in the second one. We still had, we didn't have a name at that point. Oh. So yeah, unless, I wasn't on the first one, was I? I thought you were on the first one. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, That's whatever. ancient history. Anyway, no one cares. Come on, we're moving on. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so you normally you're not able to come here because you're busy yeah. on Wednesday with Horse. Yeah. Well, since we are talking about ancient history related to video games, a very big piece of news came out for a game that we'd like, Gus and I love. An old game, I think, when did Star Control 2 come out? 92? 92, yeah. And it's a PC game. The same year I shaved. <laughs> it was a PC. What What other platform was Star Control 2 on? Wasn't it on the 3DO? It was on the 3DO. Yeah. I, did not, like, I did not play it on the 3DO. What, is, what was 3DO? Was that Philips's console? I think so. 3DO. No, no that, was, that was CDI, I think, was Philips. Yeah, wasn't the Philips it? CDI. The 3DO, 3DO was... was oh, shit, I the 3DO Interactive Multiplayer is what it's called. Uh, like Panasonic. There was like $800, right? There was something ridiculous. Was yeah. Well, it had a CD player. I think you're thinking about the Neo Geo. No, no, no. Three, 3DO or CDI cost a whole lot of money. Seven ninety nine at launch. There you go. Jimmy, six ninety nine at launch. Oh. I, I read it wrong. <laughs> I read a number wrong. Six ninety nine at launch, which I guess in modern day dollars would that be. That was that was like the mid nineties. So yeah. and Neo Geos didn't have CD drives. No, they were the cartridge based. Yeah, Neo Geos were cartridge based. It so. launched ninety three and it discontinued in ninety six. End of ninety. It lasted that long. Wow. Yeah, I would not. That, I that, that's a bullshit. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. They have a nice picture of the founder of the company. That looks like looks kind of like Dominic. He does <laughs> a little bit, yeah, he does. But it was a disc-based uh, multiplayer system. <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> you're, off your, you're off your game today. The, the marketing is getting to me. What no, he is it, was, it, was, it was a disc-based gaming console, and I think it was the first one, right? No. What, what year did you say? 93? 93. This would have been the era of Super Nintendo. The CDI might have come out before it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's when, when did, put our when money where our mouth is. Sega CD? Yeah. Nobody had that shit. Fuck. Was, uh, I remember that thing. Like, I remember the big box when you set the Genesis on top. I bought I bought one a couple years ago. Really? <laughs> like 10 years ago, yeah. Uh, I found one at a garage sale. I found uh, Sega CD, uh, 32X, oh, man. all that stuff. And then they released like the, the dual Genesis Sega CD with the CD on the side. And it was like the, rem- the remake of it, too. But I remember that the giant box that the Genesis actually sat on, sat on top of. 
They're asking me to cut footage to footage of the game. We're talking about consoles, dude. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're asking me for. Oh, I think they have footage of Star Control 2. So the rights to Star Control 2 uh, were purchased this week. And this is a game that uh, I finally convinced Gus to be able to play. I think we talked about it on the patch before, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. About, uh, it's called uh, Masters of Urquan as a fan one. So do you have game footage? Oh, look at this. Wow. What the ma- amazing footage, Gus. Good job we cut away. So th- this is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is a trailer. This is gaming night too. This is a cinematic. Wow. So there's no, there's, it's just a still frame of the game. Oh, it faded out though. That was pretty. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. That's what I'm familiar with. So I actually found a game on the Steam sale this summer that reminded me of Star Control 2. It was, um, um, can you play? Is this? No, no, no. I have no control over that. Okay. (laughs) No touch. Um, the, uh, there's a game called Star Drive. Uh, that went up on Steam's uh, summer sale. Okay. And you should try it out because I was playing that with my kid and it seemed a lot like Star Control 2. It seemed like a cross between Star Control 2 and Masters of Orion, if okay. you ever played that. Like, you get all the way down to the point where you're making all the ships. And in Star oh, wow. Control 2, let me explain this to you, first of all. Okay. You, as someone who's never played Star Control 2, okay. stop me when this starts to sound familiar. You're stop. an Earthling, okay. okay, and you live in, a, in an era of Earth technology when... They have discovered a pre-existing race of aliens who were very technologically advanced but disappeared for some reason, which is... <laughs> this is sounding very familiar. They were called the Precursors. <laughs> oh. Okay. So basically, it's like the plot of Star Control 2 is like basically the plot of almost every other sci-fi game yeah. ever since it. So They're called the Precursors. They're called the Precursors. the Precursors. That's what they're okay. called. And uh, this is 92 that this game came out. So it's like when I play like Halo and Mass Effect, games like that, I'm always constantly reminded of Star Control 2. That's funny. Uh, And basically you have to go out into this hostile galaxy and there's a big star map, which I thought was the fun part of it. Yeah. And it's like when you pull up the star map, when you can finally leave the Earth's solar system, you see it's like you're in the bottom left-hand corner and the sun is a dot and there's all these other stars. It's like hundreds. (laughs) Yeah. You can't... And And, and that's the most frustrating part. It's like an overland map that... You can get lost in. It's like, yeah. have I been to that dot before? Oh, man. I don't know. So there's yeah. no, like, shows you where you've been before? Like, there's no, like, un- like unchecked, no, discovered, no. or whatever? No, that was back in the days when gaming, the way they tracked that is you went out and bought a notepad and, like, wrote <laughs> oh, stuff down. You like, write, like, right coordinates <laughs> and names of systems. At least it wasn't like a fog of war where, like, as you move, like, shit behind you vanishes. That would be rough. Well, I gotta say that having played the game, uh, there is a time component to the game where you have to, like, there's a threat approaching okay. from outside the galaxy. Does it sound familiar? <laughs> Very shocking. <laughs> and uh, they're slowly taking over systems and all that. And so there is a time component to the game, and I don't think you could actually explore all those systems. Yeah, the first time I ever played, I was doing really well. I was like, I, I could beat the game at any time. I was like, I'm going to keep exploring. I'm going to keep going. And then the time limit hit, and it was like, you lose because the other people have shown up. It's like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> you can't go back. Like, I, like I, my oldest save was still, like, not enough time to go through everything and finish oh, the game. Jesus. Right. Like I had to start over from the beginning. It doesn't look like, like Dead Rising style, where it's like you have to get through it at a certain time limit and just, like, forget some stuff. Yeah. Or you're like, you, you, it's like, even Dead Rising, when I play it on second playthroughs, there's some stuff you're like, I just can't do everything. I gotta cherry pick, like, what yeah. I want to answer and what I'm not going to answer. Which, by the way, uh, another note here, uh, Dead Rising 2 uh, is about to go free for Xbox Live Gold members. Oh, that's right. Cool. So it, uh, today's the last day for Assassin's yeah, Creed 2. So if you have gold, get on and download sure it. Download his ticket so you can get it whenever. 
So even if you, like, let's say Assassin's Creed 2 today, I'm not going to play it, but I download it, then kill the download, I still register that I yeah, bought yeah. it. It's on your purchase history. There yeah. we go. As long as it's on your purchase history, you can download it whenever. Yeah, you can even it, do it through the website. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because one of the first maps I made when I was here was an Assassin's Creed 2 uh, feather map. Yep. And that's one of my favorite things I've ever done, and now people are messaging me saying they were using that map again because they've gone back and started playing it again, so that's kind of cool. It's have, a really well, good map. I mean, yeah. I, I love the whole checkbox well, thing. It, it's cool, but the, the problem is now... And the newer Assassin's Creed, they actually built a lot of that stuff into the game. So it kind of takes away Yeah, the what a problem. Oh, well, yeah. Well, for, I, I enjoy doing that stuff. So it's kind of like, well, now it's all, you know, there's really no point to it. So anyway, we actually, I made a Dead Rising 2 map as well. We, so. we for what? A, for all the collectibles, like for the magazines and the weapons and oh, I see. Like food and stuff like they're that. They're not actually collectibles, though. You gotta know where the there, magazines there, are, though. There are collectibles. Yeah, the, you need, like, knowing where the magazines is, is a big deal. But there, there are collectibles. You check on the website. Like, I, I did a whole thing about but it. But you, you don't get an achievement for collecting stuff. You just, like, there is, like, the, in Dead Rising, the original one, you would get an achievement for, like, drinking all the different drinks, and therefore you had to know where all the food was. And what it what mixed into what basically? There, there was some sort of collectible on there. Can I can I use your iPad? Yeah. 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 Well, while you it, it, it here, let me unlock about it, it for you because okay. I don't want it to show up on Look the. Look at that. Uh, he did not want to give no, you his iPad. That go was that. Um, so you you we got away from the original point, which was uh, another company bought the rights to the Star Control Two or the Star Control Universe. And real quick wrap up on what Star Control Two is at the very end. It's basically you have every time you discover a new race, you get a new kind of ship and they cost a certain amount to build, but they all have a primary weapon and a secondary weapon. They're all very unique and they're all very, very cool. And you yeah. have like like ship to ship battles with these things. Like yeah. arcade style with a planet yeah. in the middle. In fact even at the very beginning you can choose to play like combat style, arena style like that, where you right. like pick your ships and fight against other random ships. Yeah, and you can build like a little armada, and you can play. There's good ships and bad ships. There's like a like a kind of like a rebel alliance and a empire, empire kind yeah. of. Yeah, the evil ships, and you can group all those together and play against each other. It's an extraordinarily fun game, and somebody bought the rights to it. You and I are pretty happy that they're going to be making a new one. Hopefully, yeah. I think what they said in the press release was they were impressed with the way the XCOM series was rebooted and has been handled. XCOM. Yeah, that's so what it was. They want to do the same thing for uh, for Star Control too. Because it was the same era. XCOM, for those of you who have just recently played XCOM, XCOM was a game in the 90s, a turn-based strategy game that everybody loved. And it went away for, what, 15 years? Something like that. Before it came back, yeah. Yeah. All right, so in uh, Dead Rising 2, there are Zombrex posters, then they have combo cards, gifts for Katie... Then Zombrex and magazines. Oh, that's, that's right. What, yeah, that's what I have labeled. So, well, yeah. Zombrex is not really collectibles. You just needed to continue playing the game. Yeah, you get it. You had to have you had to have a certain amount of Zombrex every twelve hours. That makes sense. So and it's good to know where the extras are on that. I, I get really disappointed when they yeah. kind of like took the Japanese out of the Dead Rising right. franchise. You didn't have to take those pictures anymore. The pic- the, taking the pictures in the first Dead Rising was so much I fun. I loved that. Who yeah. hated it? Someone here at the office hated it. They were glad that it was gone. Might uh, have been Michael. I loved taking. I loved the uh, having to take the sexy photos of zombies. That was it was so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And the guy would rate you on your photos. Yeah. And then you go take a picture of the collectibles, and that were. It's weird. I don't think them as collectibles, but they definitely were there. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the PP stickers that are in. Oh yeah. You yeah. uh, had to go take a picture of all those PP stickers, which was their version of experience points. Mm-hmm. I guess player points or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. but the other game that's coming out uh, for free on Xbox Live Gold in August is Crackdown. That oh, to nice. me has the Crackdown one or two. Crackdown one. Okay. That to me has the quintessential collectible achievement. The oh, the, the five hundred green orbs. I did. Yeah, I, I did. The, I did a map for Crackdown two, and that was a nightmare. Okay. There was like four hundred fifty collectibles on that. I'm one. Sorry, I was reading something. When did, did have they announced when that's coming out? I'll look it up. Well, it's going to be probably what the sixteenth of August, I would guess. I don't know which it, one comes it? first. So, oh okay. Well, I'm going to go to whenever I want to find out stuff like that. I always go to Major Nelson's yeah, blog. He's on top of that stuff. 
Well, he's got the inside line. Yeah. Uh, games so. with gold for August. Cracktown and Dead Rising 2 and Dead Rising 2 K0. Uh, the next set of free games for Xbox Live members in August will be Crackdown, Dead Rising, Dead Rising 2. Um, starting tomorrow, August 1st, the award-winning Xbox 360 exclusive game Crackdown, normally 800 points, wow, it's that far down, wow. will be free for uh, eight Xbox Live Gold members. August 16th, Dead Rising 2 and Dead Rising 2 Case 0. Well, Crackdown's old. Crackdown's at least five years old at this point, right? Crackdown, oh, Crackdown 1 is probably uh, I'm sorry, Crackdown now. 1 is what I meant. Okay. Crack, no, Crackdown 1, let me think of how old that is. Because we were still... There's, there, do you remember what was really specific about Crackdown when it came out? It had a very special exclusive tie to it. This. What was it? It was the Halo 3 multiplayer beta. beta. Oh, yeah. right. It yeah, came out yeah. and it had the multiplayer beta on the disc. So that, so, was, that was before I owned my house. So that was well over five years ago. It was before. It was 2007. Yeah. Right? So because that's when uh, that's when Halo 3 came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was like March. Yeah. It's when it came Jeez. out. So, yes, it's been a little over six years. You know, I got to say, too, uh, <laughs> I found Crackdown 2 to be one of the best gameplay experiences on the Xbox 360. Dead Rising is one of my favorite games of all time, and both of them had, I felt, very lackluster sequels. Yeah. Like, the, like the best thing to come out of Crackdown 2 was Michael working here, basically. <laughs> yeah. Michael but, getting a job, Rage Quit being born. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Crackdown 2 just never grabbed me for whatever reason. Yeah, same here. Hmm. Uh, the same, same thing with Dead Rising 2. It was, it was okay. I played it. Did you ever finish it? See, I did the thing... It's like there was a long period of time after they made Dead Rising, and I would always talk about Dead Rising because you want to talk about another quintessential achievement on the 360 platform. The first Dead Rising had the zombie genocide achievement where you had to kill 57,000 zombies? Like 53,000, somewhere. Yeah, it was the population 50, of the city, right? It was the population of the city that, yeah, that yeah. you, that you uh, the game is set in. And um, I used to always think, like, wow, this game was great. You know, it had swarms of zombies. It was like a Romero-style zombie game, and I loved it. And there was this big, long period where there was nothing about Dead Rising, and then all of a sudden they announced Dead Rising 2 was coming out, and I was very excited about it. Then they did a really weird thing, where they put out that Xbox Live Arcade title before it, yeah. where you could level up your character on the Xbox... That's Case Zero, and it sounds like it's coming free with it too, right? Right. You could, ex- you could level up your character in Xbox Live Arcade, and I just didn't like that character enough in the small arcade and didn't play enough to get attached to him, hmm. and then just didn't care about Dead Rising 2 when it came out, which is weird because I liked Dead Rising Dead so Rising much. Dead Rising 2 was also a different developer than the original Dead Rising. It was Blue Castle. Yeah. Was the, the Canadian developer. developer. Yeah. Do you know who's doing 3? I, I don't know, but it looks awesome. It looks very, very cool. Day 1 title. And I heard that um, I heard that the way they're approaching Dead Rising 3 is that they're setting it up so that you can play silly or you can play serious. Really? Like, it depends on how you decide to play it. Oh, that's cool. Like, it's not just like a menu option? Like, you put on silly, and all the zombies have, like, party hats on. Right. And you're making, like, the canoe paddle with the chainsaws (laughs) on it and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember during the demo, or when they they showed it off at E3, and it looked very, very serious. And I'm like, we haven't seen any combos. And the guy literally, was it like a chainsaw on a paddle? Mm -hmm. Or it was something like that. Or it was like a, um, I forget what it was, but it was like, oh, okay, it's still good. It's still good. And so, all right, it'll it'll be nice to see that stuff. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, whenever they introduce a big feature in a game, like, for the sequel... Um, it's always kind of like if I don't buy into that feature, it kind of kills the whole thing for me. Like the whole reason to get the game and the combo weapons thing didn't really appeal to me all that yeah, much. Yeah, it's all about like finding one weapon you like and then kind of just making that yeah, one I'm, over and over. I'm not much of a crafter. Like I'm going back and I'm replaying Fallout 3 again for like the millionth time. Uh huh. And I, I try to play it a bunch of different ways. I still have never played a kind of character who like collects stuff and then makes my own weapons. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. It's not in, it's not in me. Gu- Gus mentioned on Twitter that he was going to start playing Fallout 3 again. And it was like. 
walking into a retirement home and going, hey, does anybody remember the war? Because all these like old dudes on Twitter were like, oh, well, yeah. They were like yeah. all reminiscing about, it was like Eric and Aaron and Finch. Yeah. And they were like, they were all like, they were all like, don't forget, play this DLC first. You'll get that armor. You can't break yeah. it. And it was just like, and they were all so happy for you. When I, when, I, when I was playing this time, I realized that when you're born at the very beginning of the game, you can hit the A button and it controls when your baby cries, uh-huh, when really? your baby self cries. Yep. So I told David Bass that and he was like, Fuck. All right, I'm reinstalling it now. <laughs> he said he's convinced that somehow by crying nonstop, he's affected the outcome of the game. <laughs> so he's got to play it all the way through to find out. That's funny. Which I'm sure it doesn't affect yeah, the outcome of the game. But it's uh, there's still like, there's so much in that game. But it's it's but there's still so there's so much that I remember so well. Like walking into the Undercity with all the ghouls. I was like, oh, okay, the shop's over here, the doctor's over there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I know where everything is, and just, like, I'm a lot more efficient about this, it now. There's something about that, like, when you play an older game, it's almost like visiting grandma's house. Like, you, like, you haven't been to that city in a while or whatever, but you still know it enough. It's like, oh, yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, mm-hmm. anytime we play Grand Theft Auto 4, like, I haven't played, I mean, I played the campaign when it first came out, but I still know my way around that city. It's like, oh, there's Roman's house, and oh, there's the cab stand, oh, there's Brucey's place, and it's like, it, it's crazy to think, like, you know, all that memory is allocated for that yeah. and you know could be allocated for something good I always talk about that when we go to talk about machinima and how I try to explain especially to older people that it's not that weird to go film in a virtual space because those spaces are so real to so many people yeah like I'm sure there's a lot of kids that can navigate Liberty City way better than they can navigate their own city because they don't oh, yeah. have a car in the you know in their <laughs> yeah. in real life or a jetpack yeah like I could <laughs> I could tell you like walking from Orgimar to the barons yeah you know like what that's gonna be like you know, mm-hmm. like what every step of that yeah. is going to be, you know? Gonna go out, take that turn, <laughs> go yeah. to the canyon, go down, go to the city. Find the crossroads. Yeah. Yeah, go to the crossroads, yeah. basically, to go there. Then you turn off chat, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like those 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 spaces, they don't exist anywhere in reality, yet they're very real, concrete places in people's minds. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've always been fascinated by virtual spaces. Did you ever like play that. After Cataclysm came out? Did I ever play what? You play WoW after Cataclysm came out? No, I didn't. I would kind of abandoned it's ship by You're talking about that. A lot of this stuff has changed It's now. gone. Yeah. So, like, the Barrens is now split in half. So, there's, like, a North and a South Barrens. It has a rift down the middle of it. Really? And, like, Thousand Needles is full of water now. I should check it out. It's, it's kind of it's, interesting. It's really different. I played a little bit after Cataclysm came out. But it was just, like, it was, like, a system shock. Yeah. Like, my, like, I played it, and I had an okay time, but my brain rejected it, and that is not World of Warcraft. Here. I stopped playing. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like, I can't handle it. I thought it was wow. a really cool idea. I really like it, but just, like, having after having been so ingrained into the system the way it was before, it was just, like, so jarring to me. Yeah. Like, Orgr- Orgrimmar has actually changed. Like, it's all different now. And, that like, one, one big I couldn't find the fucking place to take a Zeppelin. <laughs> I was so goddamn... <laughs> you, have go, you have to go up the elevators. They're up there. But, no, you can fly now. That's that's one big thing. If you wanted to check God out... God forbid he would ask anybody. Yeah, absolutely. You, there's no <laughs> way... What do I do? A fucking, like, top-level character be like, oh, where's the Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> can you show me how to get out? I'm going to the Barrens. <laughs> there's NPC guards you can talk to. That's the whole point. Yeah, then they tell you, and it's like. Where is it? Because you get there and I didn't know there were elevators. Because oh, okay. this chat comes up on the screen. It's like where is the where's the Zeppelin? <laughs> like I've got a, a character with a serious speech impediment. <laughs> but only when he has to ask questions. Oh man, you're on a role playing server. <laughs> Just having issues. You really have to play WoW to get that. What I was talking about there, because yeah. those things show up all the goddamn time. Yeah. But one thing you can do that you can fly through all of WoW or almost all of WoW. What now, do you mean so fly? You, you can, can actually you're flying, flying mounts. Mount. And really? Fly, yeah, like that, that, they installed that with Cataclysm, or they added that with Cataclysm. So yeah, I think. Uh, so if you want to fly around, I've, I've still got a character. If you want to jump in and float around, I did Burning Crusade, and I did. Uh, was that the second one or the first one? Uh, Burning Crusade was the first one. Yeah. yeah then Lich King. No, I did Lich King. So and I guess Burning Cataclysm, Crusade. Right? Yeah. 
And then, I, I was a slow... WoW for me was like a slow burn. I never hit the level cap on anything. Like, okay. I never got that high. I got big into it. Like, I, I knew as soon as I, as, soon, as soon as I started playing, I knew I was going to get hooked. And so I waited and waited and waited. And then when Cataclysm came out, or when it was coming out, I played it, got up to level 80, maxed my character, played Cataclysm all the way through to 85, and then I played it till the first major patch. So I played it for about a solid year. And then I just kind of got tired of it. And like, once we started raiding just constantly and doing the same things over and over, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And so when, Pan, like, Mr. Pandari came out, it's, that didn't look interesting to me. So, yeah. we, I mean, we did some wild Let's Plays, but... Still, even then, it's kind of like... I mean, we had... We, the problem with the WoW Let's Plays is we had to drag the lads through it because they hated it. They, they were just miserable the whole time. So, like, Jeff Ryan and I were just, like, excited to get back and play WoW, and it's like they just were terrible at Big it. babies so, about it? Yeah, so it's kind of like... There's nothing worse than, like, forcing someone to play something they don't want to play. And so. then you guys all played League of Legends together and didn't know what the hell you were doing. Yeah, that so. was terrible. But then we played, dude, played Smite, though. That I, game was They started stuff. a lot of things like that. Like, you only also started Minecraft. None of you really had any idea what you were doing other than Yeah, Gavin. that was have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that first Minecraft episode, Gavin was the only one who knew what he was doing. And then he burnt our house to the ground. <laughs> it's weird, because one of my kids saw the poster. Yeah. And could figure out from the poster that you guys have of that one of those first Let's Plays that the Gavin's character with the bucket dumped the lava on the house. Because oh, wow. Gavin's running away with the bucket. Yeah, and yeah. I never even saw that in the poster before. It's, it's funny, the original, the, the Let's Play poster, like, Gavin is wearing Ray's costume, and, like, everyone's in the default outfits. I'm actually wearing the kilt that Ryan now right. wears. And you're fighting a spider. Yeah, I'm fighting a spider, and it's just like, that's, it's funny, because that thing was, like, made right after the first episode right, yeah. came out, so. So I just want to point out here, too, this is uh, getting this off of massively. This is a joystick site. Uh, World of Warcraft is now down to 7.7 million subscribers. Wow. That's, Which I still think is amazing. That's a, that's a fuck ton. That's a lot. Do you know that uh, the first ever child's play item uh, ever at the auction? I bought that because I remember the story. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they they were they stood up there and they were auctioning it off. This was what two thousand and five. Five, yeah, I think two thousand and five. Uh, and like Jerry, and Mike went there. They went for the first bid, and like nobody really had been to an auction yeah, in the yeah. room before, so everyone just kind of sat there. And I don't like pauses, as you've noticed, yeah. and so it was like maybe you like and Joel. Yeah, like, don't let the other people talking. Uh, wait, it was like 15 seconds, it felt like to me. So I was like, I just started bidding on this item, not even knowing what it was. Yeah. And I ended up winning a collector's edition of World of Warcraft signed by the entire development team. It hadn't come out yet. And I won a three year subscription to the game. And I think the whole thing was like 350 No, it was 04 then. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, the game came out 04, so it, I think. Yeah, so it must have been 04. And I remember that uh, I wasn't planning on playing it, so I gave it to my brother's gift. I paid like three fifty for it, and the thing was worth, like, just retail was worth like four hundred bucks. My brother ended up selling it like seven years later for like eighteen hundred bucks. And I was like, "You probably should give that money to charity." He's like, "I'll think about it." <laughs> <laughs> the so, charity of I need food. The, the charity of your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if I brought that up to him. I think, I think, <laughs> I think what I offered was I called Robert Koo uh, at Pin Arcade. And I told him that my, my brother was going to sell it. Do you want it back for any kind of, like, archive sentimental reason, the first ever Child's Play yeah. item that was sold? And he's like, I'm, I'm busy. He's not a, he's not a <laughs> sentimental kind of guy. <laughs> he's like, I, I have stuff I'm doing. No. But thank you for calling me and wasting my time. We're, 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 uh, we're going to PAX, speaking of Pin Arcade, at, yep. the, end, at the end of August. We all just got back. The three of us just got yeah. back from PAX. We, uh, we're going to be on the sixth floor. What does that mean? The sixth floor? Yeah, remember the Wait, upstairs is, area? Is that the same thing again? Yeah. That sort of weird split off area? We're upstairs. Thing? So I'm warning everyone right now, 
If you come to see us at PAX, go upstairs. Yeah. Bring your fucking hiking gear, yeah, apparently. Get, hire a Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> bring an oxygen tank. Yeah, someone they'll lay out the oxygen tanks for you so you can get up there. We, yeah, because th- you have to go up like like two more escalators from the main floor. Yeah. Okay. In order to visit our booth, you will need to form a fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I just got the, the floor plan on that. Cool. So just letting everyone God, know. That's less than a month from now. That's about four weeks away. All right. Another game that was a uh, big hit on the Steam Summer Sale, apparently, was Civ Five. Because, like, Civ Five memes have just gone nuts. Fucking yeah. civilization. What was the, what was the deal with it? some more. Yeah, Gandhi fighting yeah. the dude from... So people were talking team. about Civilization a lot this past weekend. So yeah. I thought, I bought Civilization when it came out. I'm going to fucking play it. So uh, I, I turn on my computer. It's my Apple laptop, so I'm booting into Mac OS. And I've got Steam. I've got Civilization Five. I've played it in... On my Mac a million times. Go to launch it. It just won't won't run. Okay. It plays opening cinematic, then just dies. Won't launch. <laughs> Rebooted. Same thing. Uh, That's weird. Did a bunch of troubleshooting on it. Read a bunch of different things to try to fix it. Then eventually I learned that the game just doesn't work in the newest version of Mac OS. Oh. Well, I think I found your it's, first problem. It's been out for a year. This new version of Mac OS. Jesus. Does not work. Look, I have, there's a Mac sitting right here in front of me that I use like for writing and all that stuff. I have no illusions that I'm going to try to play games on a Mac. This is a game game sold in Steam that clearly has the Mac label saying that this will work in Mac OS. My kid wanted Battlefront because he experienced, he finally got to play Battlefront, I think, on the 360. Was that even a 360 game? It was an Xbox game. Yeah, it was backwards compatible. So, yeah, and he liked it, so he wanted to buy it on Steam and found it. We bought it, and then it wouldn't load, like you said, so we went through and looked at it. That game hasn't been supported since Vista. Basically, wow, I was like, oh, like, what do I do about this? So, that's like, I don't even know why they'd sell it. So, we eventually had to just, like, turn off the sound to get it to work. That was our solution. So, we played Battlefront with no sound. Yeah. I, I, I had to reboot into Windows and then re-download <laughs> and reinstall the game. And How'd that go for you? That worked out? It, it worked. Nice. Except I got drunk. And I went to create a peace treaty with another civilization <laughs> that I was at war with. And instead of taking cities from them, I gave them cities. What? And I was like, whoa, they didn't even protest. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I just fucking closed my laptop. I was so mad. You rage quit. Yeah. I rage quit brain age the other day on my DS. Because <laughs> it couldn't recognize handwriting. I was writing a four, and it kept saying nine. And I was like, four. And it's like, nine? <laughs> and it was like, then it would tell me that I'm wrong. And it goes, try harder. I was like, fuck you. Fucking brain age. <laughs> and then I made a joke with you. You were on Twitter complaining about the fact you couldn't get Civilization Five to work. So I thought, in my ongoing harassing you with Instagram <laughs> photos, I sent him an Instagram of me playing Civ Five. I loaded up Civ Five, yeah. started a game, and took a picture of it. Like that first thing where it's like all fog, yeah. and just your settlers are like working their way around, like trying to find a place to build the first city. I did that, sent it to his ass. Sure enough. Five hours later, I'm still fucking playing Civilization. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how did I get into this? What's funny is I was in Steam still troubleshooting my install, and I saw the little pop-up, Bernie is online. Bernie started playing Civilization Five, and I was like, motherfucker. I was like, the only reason he's doing that is because I can't play it. He would exactly not be playing right. Civilization Five if I had not said, I can't play it. Oh, awesome. It's like the ultimate uh, schadenfreude. It's like, you take pleasure in it, and then you like take it a step further. Bernie unlocked an achievement. <laughs> In Civilization Five, I, I was so happy when it loaded it right up. I was convinced mine was not going to load. <laughs> we we got a, we actually I played Ryan in Doom on a versus episode a few weeks ago, and that was like my experience with PC games. I, I mean, that, I, that's where I got my initial experience with PC games. That was really competitive too. Doom. Yeah, and it's like it's weird to because I haven't played the game in ages, but just to jump back in, that was the shooter that I could actually play pretty good, and so. When I, when I was, you know, challenging Ryan, it was actually a lot of fun. But we had we had issues trying to get it together because there was no multiplayer in Doom. Like, the original copy of Doom did not... I mean, there was an IPX thing you could do, 
But uh, oh yeah, that's right. It's like local network. Yeah, so you could trick it. Yeah, I totally played Doom. And so multiplayer. But so well, basically, what it has. You mean to do, there was? Let's, let's clarify. There was multiplayer. There was but not no in the menu over the net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, even like land multiplayer, there was nothing in the main menu. Like you'd have to do all. Uh, you'd have to run like different EXE in the console, files. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, there was no console in Doom. Like you'd have to you have to go to DOS to set it up. Yeah, no, we used to there do wasn't it. A console? No, there was one in Quake, but not not in Doom. We used to, we, I remember we used to do it, and because uh, the first levels were usually what you play on the yeah, first yeah, level. Yeah. Of, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But uh, but yeah, so ultimately. Um, they've released the source code for Doom, so people have built like new front ends to actually play multiplayer stuff through, you know, current current gen tech. So we eventually got it up and running, but it's kind of interesting that like someone had to rework the game and basically it just takes the WAD file, like the, the map. WAD file. Well, I forgot the, about it that. It takes the map file from Doom to like make it official, and it's like, okay, you're playing this map. So you have to have like a legal copy, or you have to have a, an official copy of Doom, which we got through Steam, and then mm-hmm. it, it knew that was like a registered, like authentic file, and then we were able to play whatever we wanted. So you want to hear something? Silly. And I'm looking for I'm looking for the Dwango Five Wad. If anyone has it, Dwango Dwang. If you have Dwango Five Wad, send it to Jack. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you that, remember the Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> Do you remember the machinima uh, purists out in the world when we first started making Red vs. Yeah. Blue? They said that we weren't real machinima because we were giving out video files instead of Wad files. Instead like of Wad files. Back in game. That's how the original machinimas were all traded. You would just send a Wad file and you had to load Doom oh, and yeah. then play the Wad file. What was that Doom or Quake? It was probably Quake. Quake, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was like Diary of a Camper and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I may know some of those guys that worked on some of that early stuff. Like, there's something like something Jones, like like a, a spy thing, a spy machinima uh-huh. that I had some friends working on in high school. And I think that may have been some of like, the precursor machinima stuff. Yeah. Precursor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found it on the moon. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to talk to my friend about that because I remember him doing that stuff and him showing, you know, me that stuff. And then I been, you know, bumped into you guys, so. Yeah, but there was there anyway. were people who tell you, would tell us... Like very pointedly, you, 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 you know, it's not yeah. real machine. Yeah, because I mean, back then, like codecs really didn't exist, and it was yeah. really difficult to distribute video. So you just, you know, transfer a small WAD file, yeah, yeah. and it's just data. You know, your the engine then reinterprets it. So, and, are you uh, happy with Civ Five now? Yeah, except I fucking traded away half my empire <laughs> in a drunken mistake. You think that's ever happened? Just like reload. in real political negotiations? I hadn't saved. Like I had been playing for like four hours, and I hadn't saved. Like normally, I save all the time. Ooh, that's I had Yeah, you get those cities back. I was drunk. What level are you playing on? Uh, four. Or like Warlord. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it was called. Somewhere in there. Yeah, that is one of those games where the difficulty just goes like this, man. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got this. I guess you like go to the next one, you go to the next one, and it's like, oh, fuck you. It's like... <laughs> you're getting beaten back into the like, Stone Age. you settled your first city. Gandhi has nukes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's basically the way that breaks Or it's down. like, you see everyone go to like the medieval era, like all these other eras, and you're stuck. Fuck, I'm still like, I have one city. Did you ever... I remember the, uh, the IRC World War II... It's, oh, one, of yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. one of the funniest things. We won't show it on here, but go look up uh, World War II as though it's an IRC chat room. And it's have you ever seen it? I've seen it. One yeah. of the funniest things. Well, ever. Uh, we can always put it in the link dump too. I'm watching. What are you playing here? Uh, I'm trying to do the the read for Shoot Mania, but I can't read what the screen says. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like I'm trying to clear off that menu so I can talk about it. Like uh-huh. it says, "Welcome to Elite." There's a button. There's a close button you can hit. What does yeah, it say? Close. It's a close button. Or F1. F1. I hit F1. It took me away. There we go. Hey. Uh, here, read this, Jack. We're going to do the All read. All right. Let's read it. Okay. Shoot Mania is a fast-paced FPS where players are on the main stage. You decide what to play and how to play it. With a wide variety of maps and gaming modes, Shoot Mania offers endless challenging experiences. Battle one-on-one, create a team, or participate in a tournament. It's easy to play, but hard to master. Get started today at ShootMania.com. If y'all want to cut to the laptop, map, we can show dude. it. Yeah. So it's, it's an FPS you can get. You can get it on Steam, 
but um, are you are you are you playing right now? It's very. If y'all want to cut to the laptop, please. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of like Quake and Quake Two, yeah. uh, where it's like super simple. Like you don't. There, there's not a ton of weapons to go through. You basically have one weapon, uh, and it's super fast paced. Basically, depending on the game mode, it's either like one shot kills or maybe up to three. Yeah, and it's like capture. Instead of like a flag, it's like capture a pole. Yeah, I love that screen was in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. when you spawn, it's like it, it tells you the the rules. That's of what your hilarious. Goal is, it looks like objective. an overlay, but it's part of the game. That's yeah. Really cool. So yeah. they just move and you go. Yeah, we actually had this at uh, at RTX at the Hunter yeah. booth. So you can see, so. it's like a three on three game right and, uh, now. It's really cool because they're, they're actually it's like a camera mode, like a spectator mode, and you can watch games being. Played. I love oh. that. Yeah, that's that's like a new thing that I'm really Man. really a fan of. It is super fast, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't see. I'm not very close, and I'm playing on a trackpad, so I'm probably gonna suck. So <laughs> oh, did you make an excuse already? I'm getting shot from behind. Fire! Left click your trackpad. Uh, my team's probably going to be fucking screaming at me because I suck. So that, that's the one thing. Is like Since it's like three-on-three three or like small teams, it's like when you suck, everyone knows you suck. Yeah. Can you party up and play with uh, people you know? Uh, I just started playing today. So you can um, suck collectively? But I, I assume you can. Yeah. I, there's a, there's a, I've noticed a, there's a... That response cool. Yeah. seems to be pretty pretty popular in France because there's a lot of people like doing team chat in French. Oh, yeah? And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to communicate with you guys. I'm sorry. I'll do my best. <laughs> But, uh, Shit, I don't yeah, I got it on Steam, and you can uh, oh, yeah, you can also get it off their website. You know, some of the, some of the weapons I'm seeing going off too. It reminds me of uh, like back in the day when I used to play Unreal Tournament, and they had like the insta give mods and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not yeah, it's like somebody killed you in like two shots. It looks like there. It, yeah, it's also uh, a weird thing that I didn't I didn't notice initially, that, but that I realized over time is there's no blood. Oh yeah. Also, if you look, you're n- you don't see your own gun that you're carrying on the screen. Oh, it's really? just crosshair. Oh, that's interesting. I remember a game called The Grid. There was an arcade game called The Grid. It was basically a first-person shooter. It reminds me, it's similar to this, where it's very just fast-paced, but it was, I remember playing at Einstein's Arcade on <laughs> my campus. But uh, it's, right. it's neat. It looks, we, like, looks like fun. Cut away from that. Shoot I'm dead. Mania. Yeah, so yeah. check it out. Right. We'll have a link in the link dump. So how do you check it out? Like, how would they, how would they find out? Uh, you can, you, you, you can, yeah, you can go to shootmania.com, or you can also get it on Steam. Cool. Okay, cool. And it's free to play. Dude, the free to play games have gotten so good nowadays. It's like it makes me sad that you know, growing up, you had to you know, well, there was no free to play games. There was Minesweeper. No well, yeah, I mean, what, what's weird is so the other day we were talking about how I was having trouble launching Civilization Five. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to play you know League of Legends instead." And then people started you know sending me tweets with other games like Smite yeah. and like you know Dota Two. Well, Dota Two, I don't think is free to play, but uh, like all these other mobile type games. It's like, well, but a lot of them that they were sending me were free to play games. I was yeah. like. What a great time to, like, not, like, my game that I paid for isn't working. It's like, I've got a ton of free options I could yeah. potentially explore and play. Exactly. We did a thing, man, this is going way back, uh, the Drunk Gamer site that we had, mm-hmm. uh, Gus had before we created Rooster Teeth. Um, I did a column on there, which was, like, your horse tournament, which if, did you guys shoot the last? Uh, the, we have the final four as of today. I don't know if the, the last episode's up yet. So. Okay. All right. But anyway. But uh, I did a, a, this is a little bit few years ago, so it was more timely then, but I did a Survivor-style tournament where they started in teams, and then they went down to single, and they would vote each other off, and you would win immunity based on how you did in the game. Oh, wow. And it was, remember how hard that was? Because I had to find games that everyone could play, a new game every week that was free. Yeah. Like, I remember we played Soldat. You ever played Soldat? No. Soldat. Man, yeah. I forgot about that That'd be a Let's Play game. Yeah. Yeah, Soldat. Um, and then we, like, I would get, like, demos uh, for Battlefield 1942, like, Wake Island mm-hmm. was one of the ones that we played. Yeah, Wake Island. So, uh, yeah, so I was reduced to having getting demos for people. It would have been great to have, like, a tournament uh, with just free-to-play games. I think my favorite one back from back then was the Soldier of Fortune 2 multiplayer demo. Yep. That was a, that was a lot of fun. That was great. And then, like, my most popular article I ever wrote for Drunk Gamers was... 
where I interviewed my girlfriend at the time uh, to having her explain to me like what the game was. I didn't want to write the article, but I just yeah. wanted to play more Soldier Fortune 2. So I had her explain what it was. And it was just like <laughs> really funny. It was interview. really funny. Yeah. It was oh. like, uh, but my favorite response was asking, what does GG mean? <laughs> she said it was a gangster thing, like take that G. Take that G. <laughs> I got like, like getting that outside perspective That's uh, funny. is always really funny. Man. Now, should we talk about, and we talked about this on the podcast on Monday because it was more timely then, but when you talk about like that communication that goes back and forth in gaming, um, a big thing just went down with that where Phil Fish basically was in that rant culture that we have in online gaming, mm-hmm. and he basically just got upset, had a little bit of a meltdown, for lack of a better term, and uh, decided to quit development on Fez 2 and, he says, leave gaming forever. You guys, you catch any of this at all? I, I caught a little of it. it was, I was, I mean, I, I, this is sort of during my flights back to, to Austin and stuff. But yeah, it seemed like he just went, he went off on some other developer, like a developer from Cave Story or something, or, or I don't know. No, what I it think was. he was lumped in with another developer. They were both okay. being interviewed by that um, Angry Gamer. No, no, yeah. it's not Angry Gamer, is it? Annoying Gamer. Annoying Gamer. God, I always yeah. want to call him Angry Gamer. Angry Gamer is the guy who was like going after Major Nelson during the Xbox One yeah. stuff. Annoying Gamer. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I guess he just lit up on somebody, or like, was it? They, were, they kept asking him for a statement because, because I guess he didn't say anything about the Xbox One being able to self-publish indie games yeah. since he's an indie game developer. So I guess since he wouldn't give a statement about it, they kept harassing him, and yeah. I think he just lost it. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Like, like, Microsoft has really been on the offensive lately as far as the coming out and, like, releasing features about the Xbox One now that are, like, to me, it seems like the Xbox One, as far as, like, a developer side, might actually be better than the PlayStation 4. I... Well, being able to self-publish is a big one. That's a big one, but also the fact that every Xbox One is a dev kit now. Yeah, well, it also seems very contrary to the first thing they said. Like, it didn't seem like... They were saying that in order for indie developers to put a game on Xbox One, they were going to have to have a publisher. Mm-hmm. That not that what it said? And then later they said, um, well, the, what we meant was everybody's their own publisher and everyone can put their thing out. It's like, that was then the worst way to say that, yeah. if that's the truth. I mean, yeah. it's like... It's it, yeah. The messaging with the Xbox One has just been all yeah, over I, the place. I don't know place. if that's something that changed, yeah, or if that's what they really meant the whole time. To me, it seems defensive and like they changed the policy. Yeah, uh, I mean that, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like Bernie said. If they just handled the message improperly, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's possible they hand. I feel like they handled the DRM message poorly when yeah. that was announced during E3. Yeah, all they say was like we are making Steam for the Xbox One. Like we are making a Steam type library for the Xbox One, and I think people would have handled it a lot better than what they did. Yeah. And now we're going back to the same. Exact. You can't say that because you don't want to be derivative. Yeah, you know? but no. even though you know a lot of stuff that goes on in video games right now is so derivative. I mean, yeah. I've always said like the the worst thing to me about the Wii is that it gave us the connect and the move. You know, which is just like I don't, yeah. I don't want those things. Did you see the Wii U sales figures for Q two? I have them right here. Yeah, it's like what point one six million? I they were described they as a quote unquote misery. Is the one Wii I read. sold more than the Wii U did in Q two twenty thirteen? Ouch. Uh, I want to say yeah, it was like. The Wii U sold 160,000 units worldwide, and I think the Wii sold 220,000. <laughs> it was this. The worldwide sales of Wii U hardware and software were 0.16 million units hardware and 1.03 million units, respectively. Second unit was software. Mainly due to the release of few first key... Uh, few key first-party titles this quarter to strongly drive the hardware sales. So which article? Simple Math tells Wii U is selling on average 53,000 yeah. Wii U consoles each month since April. 53,000. The thing to me is they list here in this article further down Woo! the software that they want to launch that they're waiting for. They're like, these are this is what's going to save us. It's like the Wind Waker HD. Remake. Yeah, Super Mario 3D Land, which I think is another remake. It's like, and Pikmin 3. 
uh, which I don't think of as like a huge console yeah. mover, flagship title, and I forget what the other one was. It was like we we like, we pulled that release schedule out for uh, Nintendo titles, and we were both pretty upset about it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty disappointing. I like the Wii U. I think the, I think the Wii U is great. Um, it was fun. I played it that one time. It's the only time I ever played it was that one time. The on Wario the, one? Yeah, on the patch. We played yeah. a little bit of Wario. Oh, yeah. I mean, we played some... We did New Super Mario Brothers 2 Wii U version. Okay, they also got to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like, a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, that was a lot of fun. But then, you know, we had issues with it just because of what Nintendo does with their <laughs> Let's Play stuff. Like, anytime you yeah. post a video... That's Nintendo first party stuff. They just claim it, and it's like, well, that's how we make money, so we're not going to do anything like that anymore. We just so. won't. We just won't do it. In fact, we ran into that on the patch. I brought my Wii U oh, in, yeah, yeah. and we had it, and I said we can't unfortunately show this game because then. our thing will end up on YouTube at some point. Did you read the latest development with that? YouTube's, you know how they tried to shut down Evo, uh, oh, which right, was the big right. charity tournament. There's been something since that. It's almost like Phil Fish esque, uh, which we should get back to if you if you guys want to. But um, the Lead developer, basically the Miyamoto of uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, that guy—I don't know his name, unfortunately—he uh, said that they're not putting a campaign into Super Smash Brothers uh, when it comes out for the Wii U. And the reason that he cited is because the cutscenes are posted online after the game comes out, and the cutscenes are designed as an, a reward for the player for finishing the campaign. So because of that, I'm just not going to put out the campaign because those cutscenes taken out of context are not as good. So but, he, he just killed it. I mean, Smash Brothers, wow. Smash Brothers never had much of a campaign to begin with. But anyway. it does sound like single player, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean... But why That's, why say that you're removing part of the game because of something that happens to every single piece of media in the world? Yeah, you yeah know? everything gets spoiled in some form or fashion. Hmm. Huh. That's that's nuts, man. So I, I, can't, I, don't, I, I can't agree with... Using that as an excuse to remove it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand it. Like that's that sucks. It's like it's like every game will be pirated. It's like you know we're not going to make games anymore because it'll be pirated. It's like well, every game is going to be pirated at yeah. some point. So that's like a, a you know bullshit. Excuse. So are they not going to have any cinematics at all then? Uh, I'm trying to. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying now. Now I'm seeing stuff that like they're going back on that and saying they have now they w- they will have a campaign. Oh, okay. So it's all this floundering like. I'm sure it's just bad messaging. This seems to be like the, the rallying call of yeah. uh, 2013. It's, it's got to be even worse for uh, a Japanese developer yeah. getting that bad translation. Jesus. Yeah, we gotta, we got to stop making announcements of things. We, people just need to start releasing shit. Be like, or oh, here you go. Here's a game. Like, make sure oh, the great, announcement's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> make sure the yeah. messaging's correct. Like, okay, guys, same confusing. page. We're releasing a console. Let's make sure we're all on the same page. Here's what you're going to say. Here's your talking points. Don't stray. Oops. But. All right, well, more about the Phil Fish thing. So what's going on with this guy? So, uh, you know, I went after this. I, 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 have, I haven't downloaded Fez and played Fez. I don't know if that was relevant. Um, I thought it might be fun to play later on for, like, game time or something like that. But uh, I did go watch a movie uh, that's based on the independent game scene called Indie Game, the movie. Uh, and it had Phil Fish, and it had Team Meat, yeah, uh, and it had the dude that made Braid. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was interesting. It was interesting because everything I read online, like people's comments about Phil Fish were just said. He stirs the pot constantly. He's a jerk. He's an asshole. You know, everyone's saying this. They were posting clips of, like, him being on a panel and a Japanese guy who traveled from Japan. Oh, right. And he said, like, what do you think of... Um, that's Phil Fish there. What's um, your favorite Japanese game? It's interesting. Like, that's, that's a good look for that guy, too, because he's, like... He's like hipster Wolverine. He is watching uh, other people play his game for the first time at PAX. I wanted to, What was the first PAX Boston? Was that the one where everyone had the cones on their head for Plants vs. Zombie? Was that the PAX first... PAX Boston was where they had the split exhibition hall. No, no, but I, I want to yeah. know if it was the first one. It was definitely PAX East. It was East. Uh, 09, I think. Yeah, and it was... Fez, I think, had been in development 
already for two or three years by the time he was showing it, demoing it at PAX East. He was having crashes and all that stuff. But, I mean, that... He just seems a guy who's really, really passionate about what he's doing. His gaming, um, you know, the game that he's making, and that was the tone of the the entire movie. Um, you know, the Team Meat guys were uh, releasing Super Meat Boy on Xbox Live Arcade while the movie was being filmed. That was really interesting That's to cool. watch. Uh, and the developer of Braid, he was already a well-established hit, um, and but was talking about like some of the feedback that he got. Uh, Phil Fish was a guy who had been recognized for awards from some early looks at Fez. They were already, like, starting to layer this guy with trophies. And uh, then it went into one of those big, massive development cycles. Like, I want to say it was, like, overall a five-year development cycle. And, like, during the course of the movie, he's got problems with his business partner who wouldn't be in the movie. And he's all pixelated every time they show the guy. And he's trying to, like, get the guy, like, to sign out of the company before he can even show it at PAX. And so it's like it's just like a lot of drama and turmoil. Made for a very very compelling story to watch. Uh, and I th- I think that anybody who's really interested in the the Phil Fish story, and this is Fez here, or wants to comment, uh, you know, on it, should probably watch that and get a better insight into the guy before is they it, start you know, taking the comment boards. Is it on Netflix or anything? Uh, I saw it on Netflix on the Xbox 360. Okay. That's that's where I saw it. Yeah. And uh, Fez is like a 2D world. Uh, like a pixel art 2D world, but then you realize it's actually 3D because the character yeah. can then like manipulate it, but you can only see like two of the dimensions at a time. Yeah, yeah, you have to spin the world around. There's like four areas that you have to go to. And he has a magical fez, which allows him to do that. <laughs> uh, and then the game came out. It was, I know, a critical success. And yeah, people lots of people liked I know it. loved it. And uh, he was in development on Fez 2, and then this meltdown happened, and he pulled out well, and said he's I not going to it. I think it started a lot because there was a, an issue where like in the initial, the initial version of Fez, there was like a glitch where it would erase save games by accident. And, but it affected a very small percentage of users, and instead of patching it, he basically said, well, it doesn't affect enough people for me to pay $35,000 to patch my game. Because I guess Microsoft uh, gives you one free patch for your game, then every time you patch from there, you have to pay a, a fee, basically. You have to pay Microsoft. So he had already patched it once, and then instead of you know, paying to patch it again to fix his game, he's like, eh, it doesn't, doesn't hit enough people. And so you know, he just left, like, left the people hanging there. Did it ever get resolved? I don't think so. So or at least not on not on Xbox Live. I, I think it may have gotten fixed on Steam, but not on Xbox Live. Wow! Which is like that's pretty shocking to me. And it, 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 like a game that takes five years to make for like for an arcade title, that seems like it's way too. Well, much. it seems like if you're the kind of person who's that passionate and dedicated to getting things right, that you spend five years making this game, you would spend the thirty-five grand yeah, to make yeah, sure exactly. that because it's 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 part of continuing that user experience. Yeah, you don't want. You know, you spent so long working on the experience, <laughs> then you're like, no, nah, that's 35 grand. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just going to bone a bunch of users in my game, you know. But I don't know. It's, that was kind of surprising to me. And the game, I played the game briefly, and I had a lot of fun with it. It looks cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to play it, but I've just yeah. never got, gotten around back to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this thing read here. It. Do it. Uh, I want to remind everyone that this show is brought to you by Hulu Plus. I'm sure you've tried Hulu.com, but I want to tell you about Hulu Plus. It lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows, or sorry, it lets you watch thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere. Stream it on your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Why stand in line or ride a train and just stare at your feet? You could be watching your favorite shows on Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus is a great way to binge watch your favorite shows. Hulu Plus has a ton of great episodes from comedies like SNL, Community, Modern Family, South Park, Red vs. Blue, and thousands of other shows. And according to Ben, every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Hulu Plus That's is right. only $7.99 a month. That's $7.99 for all the shows and movies you can watch. Catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. You can do it all on Hulu Plus. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for a couple of weeks free. Just go to HuluPlus.com slash RoosterTeeth. Uh, so just make sure you go to HuluPlus.com slash RoosterTeeth, or you, there should be a banner ad on our website you can click to take you there and try it out. You get two weeks for free. 
Sweet. If you have not tried it, definitely try it. It's built into a lot of TVs. You can get it on the 360. You can get it on the PS3. You get it on the iPad, or the iPhone. I mean, it's like literally you can take it with you and watch anywhere. They also, uh, I'm looking here on Hulu.com, on the front page, they feature video game trailers. Oh. Specifically, like the four they have here are uh, for the new Bioshock Infinite DLC, oh, the, the one that's coming. Uh, Grand Theft, we'll get back to that in a yes. second. Grand Theft Auto V, Destiny, and Saints Row 4 oh, are all in there. Trial oh, Fusion. Trial Fusion? No, wow. Yeah, so DuckTales? Duck, yeah, there's a remastered DuckTales coming out. Yeah. Uh, so trailers on there as well So uh, for video games. Not, not just uh, TV and movies, but also uh, video game content as I, well. I did not know they had that there. That is yeah. cool. So, so, so we should talk about Buried at Sea, or do you want to talk about the, the new yeah. DLC that just came out? How much time do we have? We've got like uh, 12 minutes to All right. Wow. Do you want to talk I'm about gonna, I'm going to back my shit up here, though, for a second. Though. I feel compelled to do that. Back your uh, shit up. So this is from uh, VG247, article Super Smash Bros. 3DS and Wii U won't contain a story mode or cutscenes. Speaking in his bi-weekly column in Weekly Famitsu, uh, people are already making fun of me in, in, the t- in Twitter for not being able to pronounce Japanese names, so you correct me on the, fl- on the fly here. Miyamoto. Uh, mi- Miyamoto. <laughs> what, I, what did I say? Uh, Miyamoto. Miyamoto. <laughs> uh, uh, the creator of Super Smash Bros. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Super Melee Smash Brothers. said the reason the latest iteration in the fighting series will skip out on these extras is due to the cutscenes being uploaded on the internet. Quote, unfortunately... Wait, wait, how are these extras? The movie scenes we worked hard to create were uploaded onto the internet. Uh, you can only truly wow a player for the first time he sees a cutscene. I felt if players saw the cutscenes outside of the game, they would no longer serve as rewards for playing the game. So I've decided against having them. Well, it seems like that's... Well, that's a that's take my ball and go home well, attitude. That's, that's, exactly. like, that's the way you play the game, or that's the way you enjoy it. That's not necessarily the way everyone enjoys it. Yeah. You're punishing your fan base by doing that. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, because the people who are going to be excited for the game are going to buy it, you know, early, play it through, and get the get the. Uh, so his comments were a little ambiguous. Were they leaked? No, I'm saying I think that he's saying that in the past okay. they, they have done yeah, that. Like, uploaded. Just, okay. it, he knows they're going to get uploaded, so I'm but, not going to include them. But then you see people like Monty, like all they do is just watch gameplay, you know, or like they'll watch full plays of, of games at their you know desk yeah, while but, they're working. But then from his rationale, it's like that's a lost sale. Yeah, but I mean, like someone, you know, I mean, oh, the classic example of piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, are, are the people who are going to just go and spoil the game for themselves, or are they going to buy the game anyway? So. I mean, does any developer have the notion that their game is just there to be watched? I yeah. don't think anyone is Mm-mm. making games for people just to watch them be played. No, otherwise they'd uh, make, movies. make movies. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, or you know, just record themselves playing their game. <laughs> That's all they put out on DVD. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's too bad, and and unfortunately, because we can't show a lot of the stuff, this this thing that Nintendo keeps doing about pulling all this stuff down is you know our podcast does end up. On YouTube, and so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, which we're not going to be able to show, is Street Pass. Which oh, is, right. you got hooked on Street Pass at PAX Australia, and I'm so friggin' happy about it. I didn't necessarily it. get hooked on Street so Pass. So hooked, you were, you were so hooked. I'm going to clarify. You were. So I've not hooked. touched it again since then. My my thought was this: is I know you're getting a lot of people you're meeting on Street Pass. Yeah, and so. If I ever want to become interested in it, I don't want you to be so far out of reach that I can't keep up. <laughs> That's so not the I way it works. Processing them. That's so not the way it works. No, I haven't looked at it at all. I don't care. No. But let me tell you, Street Pass is not something that you can ever like. We don't compete with one another. Right, I mean, but I might. want to get as many people as you have. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? That's how I play the game. Yeah. That's winning to me. How many people do I have? You had like 200 more than I did. 
Yeah, I got about six hundred. I'm at four hundred. Are you? Yeah. I know a guy that works in it. I guess we're like sitting there the whole time just picking. You only do ten at a time. You were sitting there like hitting it over and over again. I look. We won't get a street pass. I mean, it sucks to be able to talk about a game and not be able to show it. So just, it's a lot of fun and and I enjoy it. And they, but they did a classic thing, which they do with a lot of mobile games, is that I think that they've broken it by updating it. They added four new games into street pass, which you pay up to fifteen bucks. Or actually, all over to twenty. But if you buy all four together, you get it for about fifteen bucks. And four new games for Street Pass, and it just like you said, it adds to that maintenance level of Street Pass, where it's like you get ten people, then I got to take them now through six different games. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. That's, that's the reason I didn't get them. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just sticking with what I got. The classic example that I mean, we talked about before is Doodle Jump. When they started updating Doodle Jump on the on the God, iPhone, it's like like nine or ten different screens now you can play on Doodle Jump. Yeah. So, and it's like just different like, versions, of and the they game. added bosses and all that yeah. other stuff. So anyway, I'm I'm off the charts here. All right, we should but, talk about the Bioshock stuff before we get out of here. Uh, so yeah, so it, the interesting thing to me about that was that Play. they released DLC without any warning, and then announced their next DLC. Yeah, yeah they you say no warning. I agree, it was no warning. They they seemed to drop it, but what they did was they said because people were starting to complain about the lack of DLC, and they sold season passes. They said DLC will be out by the end of July. So that was the date that they said. That was the line in the sand they drew. And then all of a sudden, this DLC drops, and then they also put out a trailer. A trailer for their next DLC. Yeah. Right. Which right. is a two-parter, right? Yes. Yeah, Buried at Sea? Buried at Sea. And then I think the second part you play as Elizabeth. Mm. So that's interesting. So the first one, I don't even know. What's the first one called? Uh, Clash Cloud. in the Clouds. Clash in the Clouds. Yeah. It's essentially Horde mode? I have it up right here, yeah. So, so I, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know what it's about. You want to go to the Xbox, Brandon, we can show people? So basically, this is it. It's it's you. You have like a lobby here, and then you have these four arenas. Uh, this is the one you start with, and then you can unlock these other ones. How do you unlock them? Uh, it's like there's a cash system. You'll see I have cash in the bottom left hand corner there, and then the way you get cash is by completing the rounds. And then there's these blue ribbons that you can get by completing the rounds in a certain way. Ah. Like this first blue ribbon is the most annoying one, where you have to kill all the enemies with skyline strikes, where you jump Ugh. off the skyline and hit them. And it's just, it's just, it's it's not so bad. It's great to have an easy to get blue ribbon. But then when you subsequently go through all those levels in like a horde mode style fashion, you're just annoyed by the fact you constantly have to do that every single time to get the the best possible score. Yeah. And then you have like online rankings. It's basically it's basically horde mode. And I didn't show you up here, Brand. Come come back. I'll show you what's in this other room. Um, then in here, there's a museum. Which has all these collectibles you can unlock, and there are some some small. I won't ruin stuff here. If you're really worried about what the collectibles look like, you can look away here. But that's like, it. You've ruined the experience. Uh, yeah. Connectoscopes, but they're really simple stuff like models from the game. Like here's the Booker model. Here's Comstock. There's a bunch of Elizabeth models. A uh, bunch of Elizabeth? Yeah, there's like four of them. Why are there four of them? Because it's old Elizabeth. Oh, spoiler. And then uh, <laughs> some other uh, Elizabeths. And then um, you get the Lutesses. And there is some some more like, um, what are they called? Vodafones? What are they called? The Box, Box phones. Yeah, yeah, Box phones. Um, so there's a little bit more story that gets uh, communicated in this thing. Yeah. Um, but basically the bulk of it is just going through these levels and fighting wave after wave of the end. So just grinding out horde mode. Yeah, I'll start to play here so you can take a look at it if you want to. Um, yeah, so, but anyway, so the thing that I got excited by was the trailer for the next DLC. That's what everybody got excited about. Yeah, yeah I, I can understand why they didn't hype this one and they yeah. waited to release it with a trailer for the next one. Because if I bought a season pass, they're like, hey, look, this is your DLC. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you so much. They just like, you're just adding in horde mode, which mo- most games that have horde mode ship with. Yeah. 
So, I'm always conscious about having my gamer face, which is just like um, staring straight ahead. Yeah, everyone, everyone yeah. latched on to that buried at sea trailer. Yeah. Well, it is kind of. It almost, it almost feels like a little bit like a bait and switch kind of a thing because, you know, I, I said the DLCs. No, I, you know, I didn't really enjoy the DLC. I didn't think it was worth the download. I have a season pass in Bioshock because I needed it to finish 1999 mode. Um, there's some bonuses that really help you do that, which sucked. Um, but I was never an enormous fan of the massive combat scenes like fighting the sirens or fighting Lady Comstock. The sirens are bastards. Yeah, they're bastards. And so like this game is like a lot of, of that. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of playing on the fly. Here. I hated the, the Lady Comstock battle. Actually, we played. Um, I, read, I, read a, I read a meme the other day which was, no matter what game you're playing, everyone does the same. And it was like... Kill a guy, reload. And it's absolutely true. I do that every single time. Uh, So then I finished a wave here, and then I'll go back in the lobby, and I can reselect my weapons and find out what my new blue ribbon challenge is. Oh, so you just have to do, like, one wave with the skyhook, for example? There's there's something about, like... Yes. Like one... That's quite so bad. Oh. So one wave, the first wave, five enemies. It does say how many enemies you have left, and then my next blue ribbon challenge is defeat the wave while only taking shield damage. That's okay. the second one. Oh. Then you get up to stuff like only use these certain vigors. Um, only use a certain kind of weapon. Uh, don't get any headshots. D- kill a handyman without ever getting a heart shot. That sucks. You know, that's a big way to, to bring yeah. it down. They have a big heart in the middle of their chest. Um, but it's just it's horde mode. And I made the comment on Twitter last night that, you know, it seems like everyone's moving away from horde mode. And I was amazed to see that Bioshock, which is not really a combat driven game, it's more mm. of a story driven game that they, they went with a horde mode style yeah, even DLC. Gears, even Gears of War doesn't have a horde mode anymore. They have the beast mode, which yeah. is you're playing as the enemies, but yeah. Do you, do you consider somebody pointed out to me, and I have to acknowledge that it did make me think about it, uh, I, you know, because Halo had Firefight, mm-hmm. and then nothing else after ODST had Firefight. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, after uh, Reach, uh, yeah, yeah. and then they moved away from it. But actually, do you consider Spartan Ops to be horde mode? No. No. You don't? No, because okay. it's like a bigger level. Like I figure like Horde mode and Firefight, it thinks you're like bunkered down. Yeah. Spartan Ops is like, you go through these levels. It's more of a, a linear story. Yeah. Okay. As like, I think Horde mode, almost place. like zombie mode. In, I did in have to pause and think about it when they said that. Yeah. When they yeah. somebody pointed that out no, to me. No, because there's, there's actual like sort of objectives and stuff you have to get through in, in, spe- in, in the uh, spec Spartan ops. ops. Spartan Ops. Yeah. So, yeah. Like Spartan Ops to me are like the spec ops in modern, in modern warfare. Like that's some of my favorite... Call of Duty. I I like those too. Yeah, I did like those. I will say I was not crazy about that Buried at Sea trailer. I was not crazy about seeing them revisit Rapture. Why? Rapture's so cool. That's such a cool Rapture is cool. Rapture is done. That story. This is the prequel of Rapture, though. Like, apparently, apparently this so, is... Star Wars Episode 1 is the prequel to Star Wars okay. Episode 4. Well, well, like, just saying because something's a prequel doesn't make it fucking cool. That's the stupidest well, argument I've ever heard. It's done. They're going Why? to the beginning of it. It's so fucking It's like, because that's the defense? <laughs> no, it's, it's before. It's a prequel. What? No, this is cool, because, like, when you step into Rapture, shit's already gone down, Right. Like like it's right. it's already it's bad. Yeah, you're showing gonna, up. Yeah, we're gonna find out what happened and why. You know what happened. What happened? Do you know you're gonna find that? out? You're hoping you. Find no, no. That. Like the so the on on his desk on Booker's desk is the date. It's December thirty first, nineteen fifty nine, and the early nineteen sixties when Rapture got okay. capped or uh, whatever uh, sacked. So that's when it's all going to go down. So you're going to see that. You're going to be a part of it. I just don't want to retouch that story because that was my complaint with Bioshock two was that it went back to the same setting. Yeah, and like was like. Like, I felt like that was done. That's one of the things that excited me most about Infinite was that it's a new setting. Yeah. It's not going back and rehashing stuff or retrofitting story into well, a story that's already been told. Well, I have a feeling, it's, I mean, it's probably going to take place partially on Rapture and partially in, uh, what, what's the name of the Cloud City? 
Columbia? Columbia. Yeah, I'm sure because, like, they have, you know, with the, the, the twins or whatever, being able to bounce back and forth in different dimensions, the whole multi-universe thing. Super spoilers. Um, yeah, we're, we're people, gonna... are, people are correcting you what Columbia is okay. online, but I think Jack's just trying to avoid spoilers as to what Columbia is versus yeah. Rapture. Yeah. Yeah. So, so calling it a prequel is the best way to describe that for people who haven't played the game. Well, I mean, even, even Columbia takes place well before Rapture exists, right? Like t- Year-wise, yes. Well, it's, yeah. but it's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah. it's bouncing around and stuff, but... I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. I like the idea of, of Ken Levine getting to revisit Rapture. Like, that's going to be neat to me. Like, I have a feeling that Irrational... you got to recognize that people love Rapture. I do. You, yeah. well, I love Rapture. Right. Did you like... Did, damn it. So, did you like other points in this franchise when you revisited Rapture? I know you didn't like it in Bioshock 2, but... No. At other points? No. Really? No, it, I hated oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Fair enough. Oh, man. I, well, I thought it was such a cool little nod. No, terrible. I liked uh, it, too. I, yeah. I Personally, I liked it a yeah. lot. And, and, and there was a lot of stuff in the game... That I didn't connect with, but I did like that. Yeah. I know I stand kind of alone on that kind of stuff. Just yeah. I feel like I'm done. It was like I hold that game in such high regard, and I feel like it was it's done. The it's first Bioshock, right? Yeah. I don't want stuff going back and fucking with it and ruining my memory and potentially ruining something that's already good. Did you see the uh, the comparison shot of the intro of uh, Infinite versus Bioshock? Where um, it was like at one point you're in the elevator, you know, you're starting and it's kind of showing off like how awesome the city is. And it basically mirrors, like Rapture and Columbia mirror each other as far as the intro goes. At one point, when you're in Rapture, there's like a, a blue whale, right. like goes across some clouds and stuff. In in Columbia, it's a blimp, and it like it it mirrors the exact same path that the whale does. So it's what really the hell weird. happened to Bioshock Two? What what, what happened there? I think they just wanted a, a sequel. I think Two K yeah. wanted money out of it. Yeah, it was so. a different different Devel- studio. Yeah, yeah, was it? Yeah, I think they just it was Two K Marin. I think made mm-hmm. that. Well, and see, here's the problem that we have. Like, um, we were talking about Star Control 2 earlier. A lot of games get hurt by the era in which they are put out yeah. because they have to, like, be marketed in the way that everything else is marketed. Star Control 2 is a game we both loved. Star Control 3, there is a sequel to it uh, that was terrible because it came out in the era of full motion video oh, on CD-ROM God. and all that, right? Is, Mar- <laughs> is Mark Hamill in it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it, neither is the dude from uh, Indiana Jones. Um, but the, uh, what's his name? The guy who played uh, Gimli. Uh, yeah. John Reese Davies. Yeah, yeah, he was in a bunch of those as well. I'm just thinking of Sewer Shark now. That's all I can think of. Yeah, or Night Trap. Oh, Night Trap. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we have that now. We're in the era of DLC. A lot of games, I think Half Life 2 got derailed by the fact that it came out during episodic content. Yeah. When episodic content was a huge fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it really kind of like threw the whole Half Life franchise off. And now we've been waiting almost 10 years. Uh, for another sequel. Is there any game, episodic game, that came out that actually did well other than uh, uh, Walking Dead? Can you think of one that did really well? You mean the, the the Walking Dead's only been through two iterations? I don't even know how well the second. I thought, I thought did. it was like I thought it was five episodes. Walking Dead. The, 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 oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that did pretty well. If you look I mean, at it, like the first chapter was five, or yeah. the first story was five chapters. I know there's a Back to the Future game that did. They did the. So there were some Simon Max ones. No, too. no, you're right. You're, you're you're definitely right. I would call Walking Dead a success of the yeah. episodic model. But other today, than that, yeah, other than that, but I mean, has there any been has there been any huge episodic game that did well? The, uh, listen, I love the Penny Arcade game. I thought it was great. That was an episodic game it didn't make it to with the developer it didn't make it through the first yeah. two yeah they made the they third made, they one made two with the first developer and then they've made three and four with a different developer okay yeah and right. then it was even yeah, talking at one point so. they were going to turn it into um a graphic novel mm-hmm. to finish it out and stuff like that oh. so yeah i think they ended up finishing it with this new developer yeah new style and it seems like now we're moving from the kickstarter era in, or the dlc era into the kickstarter era where they yeah. want, you, want you to pay for everything in advance and maybe you'll see you again get. yeah but what? but when you look at like the dlc era, i was going to say is that like there's games that are very popular and very well done and critically acclaimed, 
Um, the two best examples that I can think of are Bioshock Infinite, regardless of what mm-hmm. you think of it or I think of it. People loved it. It was, yep. a, it was a story, and it was definitely an encapsulated story. Like, this is the story. Uh, Mass Effect 3 was another one of those, where it's like, when you saw through the end of Mass Effect 3, it was a completion of the story. And then like, okay, now that we're done with that, let's make DLC for it. People are like, there's not much left that we can do at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, where do we go from yeah. there? It's like, what what would they do with Bioshock Infinite DLC? Well, I've, It might be a game that'd be better off just going, that's the game. Well, I mean... It's done. You thing, know what I mean? Thing, I mean, the thing with Bioshock, especially, was, especially with Bioshock... But God damn, it's hard to talk about with this getting into heavy spoilers on it. But yeah. I think they've left room open for other interpretations of it. Infinite room, hey, some would say. Hey, boo. Uh, so yeah, so I can see, I understand them being able to do something. And I'm wondering if maybe you know, buried at sea has got to be an imp- interpretation of like. Did they announce a release date for that, or did they just say it's coming yet. soon? But it's a two-parter, and the first part you play as Booker, the second part you play as Elizabeth. And there's a there's a, 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 a piece of art with Elizabeth holding a little girl. And like firing a weapon, which is like, oh, it's a little sister. Like that's kind of cool. So I wonder if we're gonna see like big daddies or yeah. In the like trailer, that. they showed the little sisters like in a classroom. Oh yeah, yeah they all yeah. turn at once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's supposedly that woman was a character from Bioshock Two. Boo. Uh, so yeah, so I can see, I understand them being able to do something. And I'm wondering if maybe you know, buried at sea has got to be an imp- interpretation of like. Did they announce a release date for that, or did they just say it's coming yet. soon? But it's a two-parter, and the first part you play as Booker, the second part you play as Elizabeth. And there's a there's a, 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 a piece of art with Elizabeth holding a little girl and, like, firing a weapon, which is like, oh, it's a little sister. Like, that's kind of cool. So I wonder if we're going to see, like, big daddies or Yeah, in the like trailer that. they showed the little sisters, like, in a classroom. Oh, yeah, yeah they yeah, all yeah. turn at once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's supposedly that woman was a character from Bioshock 2. Boo. Uh, so, yeah, so I can see, I understand them being able to do something, and I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Buried at Sea has got to be an imp- interpretation of, like... Did they announce a release date for that, or did they just say it's coming yet. soon? But it's a two-parter, and the first part you play as Booker, the second part you play as Elizabeth, and there's a, there's a, 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 a piece of art with Elizabeth holding a little girl and, like, firing a weapon, which is like, oh, it's a little sister. Like, that's kind of cool, so I wonder if we're going to see, like, big daddies or Yeah, in the like trailer that. they showed the little sisters, like, in a classroom. Oh, yeah, yeah they all yeah. turn at once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's, supposedly that woman was a character from Bioshock 2. Boo. Uh, so, yeah, so I can see, I understand them being able to do something, and I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Buried at Sea has got to be an imp- interpretation of, like... Did they announce a release date for that, or did they just say it's coming yet. soon? But it's a two-parter, and the first part you play as Booker, the second part you play as Elizabeth, and there's a there's a, 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 a piece of art with Elizabeth holding a little girl and, like, firing a weapon, which is like, oh, it's a little sister. Like, that's kind of cool, so I wonder if we're going to see, like, big daddies or anything Yeah, in the like trailer that. they showed the little sisters, like, in a classroom. Oh, yeah, yeah they all yeah. turn at once. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's supposedly that woman was a character from Bioshock 2. Boo. Uh, so, yeah, so I can see, I understand them being able to do something, and I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Buried at Sea has got to be an imp- interpretation of, like... Did they announce a release date for that, or did they just say it's coming yet. soon? But it's a two-parter, and the first part you play as Booker, the second part you play as Elizabeth, and there's a, there's a, 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 a piece of art with Elizabeth holding a little girl and, like, firing a weapon, which is like, oh, it's a little sister. Like, that's kind of cool, so I wonder if we're going to see, like, big daddies or anything Yeah, in the like trailer that. they showed the little sisters, like, in a classroom. Oh, yeah, yeah they all yeah. turn at once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's, supposedly that woman was a character from Bioshock 2, who, whose name I forget. She was the big sister, right? N- or did no. she the one who made the big sisters? Because the big sister in the game was a little sister who escaped and came back, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting into deep story territory here. Time. We yeah, no, the, big, the big sister was a, a... Yeah, whatever. So I do think it's interesting that they put out a DLC that was almost like... I, honestly, I feel like they should have named this DLC Delay Tactic because that's <laughs> essentially what it was. It was yeah. like, we had this July deadline, we got to hit it, here's this DLC. Um, you know, 
if you like Bioshock, you'll probably like it. I get really frustrated by just endless horde mode stuff because can you, even do mul- you can't even do multiplayer, you right? Can't even do yeah. multiplayer. So it's all single player. I mean, the, they have leaderboards, which are like the lowest level of multiplayer <laughs> that you can get. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like um, it, I, I got frustrated by it. I have a season pass, so it didn't cost me anything to download it. It's also a 1.4 gig download, which wow. caught me by surprise. Well, what are the models? I don't know. I mean, I think the models are built in. I wonder if that's maybe pre- like preloaded stuff for the next DLC. All four arenas are very similar to one another. I mean, the environments are cool because the environments in Bioshock Infinite are fucking badass. You can't argue.